Hi, and thanks for joining us on the Crossroads Lismore podcast. We hope you're inspired by today's message from Stephen Cooper. If you'd like to know more about us or access more resources, you can reach us at www.crossroadslismore.com. Look, I just wanted to share something that I feel is, is just a good reminder for us and just wanted to encourage us. It won't be very long. I hope this will be a short message, which is famous last words for a preacher, but but it will be shorter than normal, okay? So, but I just wanted to encourage us. I just think it's, this is important for us to realise that, if we don't already, that for, for God's people, the righteous people, you know, it's not just about us responding, you know, being there for the response, if I put this in the context of the flood, being there for the response or the recovery, but it's also important for us to be there in the rebuilding process of our community, and sometimes we can just not see that or dismiss it. We can just see ourselves as there. We're there for the response. We're there to help people clean out their homes. We're there to provide food or, or provide finances, et cetera, et cetera. And then that's it. Our job is done. But I want to encourage us today, that's not what it is. It's not, our job is not just done, okay? There's going to be a long process in seeing our city re- being rebuilt, and we have a role to play in that, a big role. And I want to encourage us to, to think that way, not just to go, okay, it's all going to be left now to, to um, state government, federal government, local government, psychologists, counsellors, or, or whatever, and all those things are valid, but it doesn't end with them. We, they need us. And that's what I want to talk about this morning, is that how our community does need us. And so... If you want to turn, if you've got your Bibles with you or you can bring it up on your phone, just turn to Proverbs chapter 11. And I'm going to be reading from verse 10 and 11. So while we're doing that, I might just pray. Father, we just thank you. Father, we thank you for what you're doing. Lord, we thank you for your heart, Lord, for our city. We thank you that you are a good, good God. We thank you for your unfailing love. And Holy Spirit, I just thank you that even as um, I share now, that even, even those things that I share, Lord, would just, those things that are from you would just impact our hearts and encourage us in Jesus' name. Amen. So Proverbs chapter 11, this is the New King James Version. It says, when it goes well with the righteous, that's you and I, right? We are the righteous. When it goes well with the righteous, the city rejoices. So when it goes well with the righteous, the city rejoices. Skip down to verse 11. By the blessing of the upright, the city is exalted. Just that on its own. I've got a few scriptures I'm going to just read out later on. But just that on itself would have to encourage us and see how important we are to our city. How important we are. Read this from another version. It says, The blessings that rest on the righteous releases strength and favour to the entire city. The blessings that rest on the righteous releases strength and favour to the city. Again, verse 11, The blessing of favour resting upon the righteous influences the city 
to lift it higher. So you may be thinking, well, I don't know, I don't feel so blessed. You are blessed if you're a child of God. You are blessed because you have Holy Spirit inside of you. You, have, you are blessed because you have access to all the wisdom and the counsel of God. So we are blessed. And with that blessing, we're able to see our city rejoice. We're able to see our city be glad again. We're able to see our city come into health. We're able to see a city healed and made whole. We're able to see a city raised up from all the rubbish and rubble that seems to be laying around us. And so I want to encourage you today, you being the righteous, having right standing with God, you are absolutely vital to our city. Vital. And this city cannot recover without you, without us, without the body of Christ. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 2. It's an interesting one, this one, because the different versions vary a little bit. They'll either say that the righteous have authority or the righteous are flourishing. So I'm trying to reconcile this. Okay, one version says the righteous have authority and the other would say but the, it's the, when the righteous are flourishing or thriving. So it would say when the righteous are in authority or flourishing, right? Um, Proverbs chapter 29 two. So I'm trying to reconcile it. If you look at the Amplified, it says when the righteous are in authority, I think this probably does the best to sort of reconcile these differences. It says when the righteous are in authority and become great, the people rejoice. When the righteous are in authority and become great, the people rejoice. In other words, when the righteous are flourishing in their hearts and their minds first, knowing who they are in Christ, in their identity. When you and I are flourishing, when you and I are thriving with understanding in our hearts and our minds, it's from that place, not, not from our place of employment, that we flourish. Not because of our ministry or our calling, not because of what denominational church we come from. We're flourishing and thriving in our hearts because we know who we are in Christ. We've got a, we've got a full understanding that I am righteous. I have right standing with him and I'm a child of God. It's from that place that we're able to step into our authority and begin to lead in our community. We begin to lead. We begin to take our place in the city. And from that place, our city rejoices. From that place, our city, in a sense, experiences that gladness of heart that it so desperately needs now. You and I, the righteousness of God. And from that place, our city can experience a supernatural joy. And this joy is not just about you and I having or people out there just having a nice smile on our face and cracking jokes all day long. That's not what it's about. It's a supernatural joy that brings people into strength and healing and wholeness. Because it comes from God. It's his joy. It's something we carry, in a sense, something we're able to impart. A joy that brings strength and encouragement, brings healing and wholeness. You and I are so important to the present and the future development of our city. I cannot, I just feel like, I so want to encourage that. We cannot 
overlook this. We cannot look to the rest of the community, the secular world, to go, here now, it's your problem, we've done our bit. It would be incomplete if God's people did not see themselves as, to see themselves as a blessing, to see themselves as a people that can lift this city up out of its situation and lift it higher to see it exalted. When we don't live out of our true identity, our community suffers. And that's just, let's go beyond the flood situation. Let's just say that there was never a flood. Well, let's just say there never is going to be another flood. Praise God, there won't be. But unless you and I understand who we are in Christ, our own identity, then our community will suffer. If we're born again and we're a child of God and we have right standing with him, then we have every obligation to be able to step into this situation in our community and help to lift it up. Righteousness demands it. It demands it. It's not about a free ticket to heaven. Yes, being righteous means we have right standing with him, but it's what we've become. It's what we've received and it's what we've become. I've now received something. I've now become something. And God is saying, now I want you to deliver it. I want you to be able to walk it out. Right living results, right, right standing results in right living. So it's not about just a free ticket to heaven. It's actually about bringing heaven to earth. That's righteousness. It's about, being, it's about revealing who God is. And our city needs it so much. It doesn't need, as Jono said, it doesn't need a people that are trying to look perfect. It just needs a people that can just manifest who God is. It can reveal who he is. We don't need a position. We don't need a title. We just need to be Jesus. We just need to be ourselves, but we need to be Jesus in our community. It's the righteous that enables a city to be exalted or to be lifted up high. When we understand that, we now start to walk as very powerful people. We start to walk as a people that are, are flourishing, a people that are, that are increasing, people that are walking, and I say this lightly, not when we say we're walking in greatness, what I mean is we're starting to walk in the fullness of who we are. God is looking for that. God is looking for a people of righteousness, a people that can lift up a city, a people that can lead, a people that can have influence. It means that I'm not only blessed and have favour and have right standing with him, but it means I can be a blessing to the community I live in. This is righteousness. It means I'm a person of significance, of great value. Yes, God sees us that way. 
But our community can see that also. They can see God's people. They can say, you know what? These people are valuable. These people are so important for the rebuilding of our community. I was so just, I don't know what the word was, impressed, I don't know, but it just really, I don't know, made my heart glad when I just see how the church responded so well right at the very beginning when that flood, um, the day after or on the day when the, when the city was in flood and the days after that, that whole week, I thought, wow, look at the body of Christ mobilise and look what they've done. Look what they've done. Not just one church, one denomination, but it was right across the whole board. The churches went, bang, we're into it. And we're doing it. But it needs to be the same ongoing. We need to be those ones that, even though the response time is over and the recovery time is almost finished, there's that rebuilding aspect. It's time to build again. That's just the thing that's been in my heart for a few months now. It's about it's time to build. It's time to rebuild and to build. And with right living people, with people of righteousness, we can be the people of influence. We can be the people that bring the wisdom that's needed. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter who you mingle with. You have a place of influence. You can change a life. You can cause someone to rejoice and be glad again. We must see ourselves as legitimate stakeholders in the rebuilding and ongoing development of our community. We can't leave it to other people. We have to see that we are legitimate stakeholders in what goes on in the present and the future building of our community. And when once we lift people up, we've got to empower them to be able to move forward. We have a role in that. We've got to be equally involved in the recovery, the rebuilding, the prosperity of our city. As I said before, righteousness demands it. It's not a free ticket. Being right with God is not just a free ticket to heaven. But it's about bringing heaven to earth. In the book of Nehemiah, the enemy mocked them and they said, can you really revive these burnt stones? And Nehemiah's answer was, well, not so much in too many words, but by his actions, his answer was, yes, we can. The question is, do we believe the same? When we look around and we see the rubbish that's all through our streets and through our city, when we look at all that, can we say to ourselves, you know what, yes, we can. We can rebuild. And there's so much more underlying rubbish in people's lives, not just the, the stuff that's associated with the flood. But when we look at all that and we hear the stories, can we say with all confidence, you know what, yes, we can. We can revive burnt stones. That comes from a people who are confident, confident in knowing that I am, the, I, I am righteous in God and this city needs me. This city needs us. Even after all the rubbish has been cleaned up, you know what? There's still going to be a lot of damage. A lot of damage in people's lives. We cannot afford to leave this stuff 
to counsellors and psychologists and psychiatrists and community service programs and government initiative. I'm not saying those things are wrong, but we can't do that. The city at the end of the day needs a visible manifestation of the righteousness of God. And that comes from you and I. The body of Christ is so vital. The word of God says so. It lifts up a city and it causes it to rejoice again. The book of Nehemiah goes on to say that they built the wall, half the wall in record time because they had a mind to work. Meaning they had vision, they had hope. They could see, they had understanding. And because of it, they were able to build this wall in record time. Can I just say to you that as you and I get an understanding of who we are in Christ, as you and I begin to see who we are, see who he is, what seemed to be impossible is no longer impossible, it's possible. The miraculous takes place. When you and I begin to manifest the righteousness of God, then that's where we see the breakthrough. That's where we see that, that miraculous take place and people's lives are lifted up. I want to encourage you today. You are the righteousness of God. You are in Christ. You have right standing with him. And this city needs you. It needs me. It needs you. It needs the body of Christ. And when we're able to have vision, when we're able to see who we are, when we're able to be a people of hope, then nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. At one point in the community, with Nehemiah and the children of Israel, they came and they said, you know what, we're tired, we're weary, and there's so much rubbish. And you know, we can be the same. We're not perfect, but there's times in our lives and there's... Probably even people here today, you've been impacted by the flood directly, not indirectly. And we can be looking, we can go, you know what, God, I just look at all this and I'm tired and I'm weary. Important thing is, tell that to God. <laughs> Don't think you're some super Christian. Talk to God about it. God, I am tired, I am weary. Nehemiah didn't scold the people for saying, I'm tired, I'm weary because there's too much rubbish. I want to encourage you to do the same. Do the same. And out of that, the children of Israel, as Nehemiah just rallied the people, they were strengthened and they were encouraged to keep building. I want to encourage you today, your strength comes from the Lord. Your strength comes from a place, a place where you've built a, 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 the secret place with God. Your strength, the encouragement you're going to need is going to come as you spend time with him in the secret place. But I encourage you in this also, as we come together like this, it's in these places that we're also strengthened and encouraged. And God in that place lifts us up and gives us the strength we need. But not just in that, as you meet in homes or, or as you reach out to someone for prayer and encouragement, all these things contribute to God building you up and giving you the strength that you need. Giving you the encouragement you need. God is looking 
for you and I. God knows what we carry. We have the potential. Our city needs us. We've got the goods, church. We've got the goods. And out of that, as we get strengthened, we go strengthen other people. We go lift up their hands. We go and manifest his righteousness. And then a city is exalted. I want to read something to you that I, um, I shared this on um, Crossroads Facebook page probably about, I don't know, maybe roughly two weeks before the flood. And it was just something that God put on my heart and I just wanted to encourage the, the fellowship just in us in praying. And anyway, the, I didn't have the flood in mind, but when the floods came, and I looked back on that word and I thought, oh, you know, maybe I got something wrong or this wasn't right or whatever. Anyway, I thought about it just recently and I thought, you know what, I think it's now more relevant than it was when I first sort of wrote this down. And I want to read this to you as a way of encouragement as to what, just what would I felt God say. And I'll read it for you word for word as, as, it, um, as I wrote it down. Today in prayer I felt the Holy Spirit say, Stonewall, 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 and then reinforce the call to build. What got my attention was the word Stonewall. It means to use delaying tactics, to be uncooperative, obstructive, or evasive, to refuse to comply or cooperate with, to block, stall, or resist intentionally. Holy Spirit led me to read Nehemiah, and in particular, chapter 4. And what I read was a great example of stonewalling. And I believe that as we build, and it's time to build, we'll stonewall the plans of the enemy. Not just delay, but block. Not to negotiate, but resist. Not just to avoid, but refuse to comply. And as we do, we bring to naught the plans of the enemy. It's time to, time to build. And I felt the Lord say, stonewall the enemy. And even as the enemy would come to bring confusion, to mock and would be indignant because of your plans, I say it's time to build. Fortify your hearts and mind through my word and in prayer. Fight for your church, your community and your families. Stonewall the enemy. There's a great contending for what's precious to God, a contending for the hearts of men, for vision, for dreams, for community this nation and our lives. It's time to build and stand in the gap. God wants to take burnt stones and turn them into living stones. Even though you may look at your life and say there's so much rubbish, I'm weary and confused, the Lord says, remember me. Make your prayer to me, respond to me, and I'll fight for you. Finally, I believe the Holy Spirit would say to us, do you hear the sound of the trumpet? Not to warn of an enemy attack, but a call to draw near to me, says the Lord. And as you draw near to me, I will draw near to you. I am your greatest weapon. Intimacy precedes power. It's time to build together and stonewall the plans of the enemy. And I just want to read just a few scriptures to you just as I close, out, close this out. And this is what we carry, folks. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 34 says, The righteousness exalts a nation, 
Proverbs 12, 26. This is the amplified version. It says, The righteous man is a guide to his neighbour. Psalm 37, verse 21. This is amplified again. The wicked borrows and does not pay back, but the righteous is gracious and kind and gives. Proverbs 12, verse 5. Again, the amplified. The thoughts and the purposes of the consistently righteous are just, honest, reliable. Proverbs 10, verse 11, this is amplified. The mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life and his words of wisdom are a source of blessing. And then Proverbs chapter 11, verse 13, this is the voice Bible. The tree of life grows where the fruit of right living falls. I hope just by just sharing that little bit with you this morning and just reading out those scriptures, that we can just see how important the righteous are. You and I, what we carry. Our city needs us. It needs us to stonewall the enemy. It needs us to be involved in the building, the rebuilding of our community. The city needs our wisdom, needs our counsel needs our encouragement and needs what we carry to be imparted to them because of the righteous that a city is lifted higher. Amen. Amen. So Father, I just thank you, Lord. Lord, what you've, Lord, what you've made us, what you've put within us and Father, that you've called us. You've called us to this place each and every one of us, you've empowered us. You've given us everything we need, every spiritual blessing you've imparted to us so we can go and be a blessing. Father, I pray that that revelation of just who we are and how vital we are would just be such a strong conviction in our hearts. It's not about doing everything. It's just about doing what Holy Spirit leads us to. And Holy Spirit, we ask that you would lead us and help us to be sensitive to you. Father, we thank you for our city. Father, we thank you for the blessing over our city. Father, we thank you that this city will rise again. And Father, it will be great. It will prosper. Father, I even pray for every person over this city today that hope will arise Joy will increase. Father, that they would have hope, they would have vision of a future. Lord, I thank you just for supernatural provision to come to all those families, individuals that are impacted by this flood. And Father, give wisdom, Lord, to our governmental leaders. Wisdom and even unity, Lord God, the whole of government would work together. Not for political gain, but to see our city restored. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, thank you, guys. I think I did do that pretty quick, I thought. Yeah.